Welcome everybody to the From the Stands podcast. And Jesus, it's been it's been so long. Happy one year anniversary. Happy one year anniversary <laughs> to us. Um, we texted earlier, and it may be realized because Black Friday. This is when we started our uh, podcast adventure, and uh, it stopped in July. I don't know what happened. You know, I mean, Alex got pretty busy with the uh, school. I finished up my soccer career. He started doing. Oh, nice! Yeah. Yeah, big big things, you know. I sat the bench for the whole season, but hey, yeah, that's done now. It's done. So you're, so you're qualified over. to talk about soccer. Yeah, I'm qualified. I'm an accomplished <laughs> player. Uh, I've won two trophies my entire career. <laughs> Holy um, shit. You know, my stats are out there somewhere, but you know, yeah. it's good to be. It's good to be back. I missed. I missed doing this, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's, meets... yeah, so much going on. Last year, the World Cup was going on. Uh, one year ago, Walker Zimmerman cost us three yeah. points. But hey, hey, yeah, it's man, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like, kind of what's happened since, yeah, the World Cup when we first started. Because that's 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 originally why we started this podcast. We're like, you know, what? we're gonna talk about the World Cup. There was so much hype about it. I had so much fun covering it. I thought it was amazing. It was I, I, really. I had fun. so much fun. That's when dude, our dude, listeners you, were up. Yeah. Do you remember when like games were at, were on from like ten a.m. and like one p.m. four p.m. Dude, uh, that's like PM. that was amazing. That's, that's all I did was just sit in my house and you know I yeah. got stuff done. But there was a game on when I woke up. Then when like in the middle of the day when I was eating lunch, it was great. You know, mm-hmm. I miss it. You know, I, a lot of people give the World Cup crap. I was in December, but I liked it yeah. to an extent. I mean, it wasn't the same vibe as the summer. It was a completely different vibe and feeling. But you know. It is what it is. But what has gone on since we last did a podcast? Well, <laughs> Houston Dynamo won a trophy. Messi came to Inter Miami. FC Dallas shat the bed. Um, you know, a lot of things have gone on. And has it been that MLS. long? It's been that long. Has it been that long that Messi has joined long. the league? Messi joined the like we talked about it. Remember when we did the episode? Oh, we on first, the, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought I was that was not going to come true because they said he was going to sign a contract extension. And guess what? I predicted it. So look at that. I, I speak into existence. And they said Suarez. Suarez is coming too. It's hmm, so much stuff's going on, man. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll recap it. We'll go through everything. But first, we have to talk about it. The embarrassment of the United States national team. Oh, another thing, too. We rehired Greg Berhalter, obviously. Everybody knows this. We had BJ Callahan. What such good days, you know, back in yeah. March and whatever that time yeah. frame was. Now we have Greg Berhalter back. Um, and what a start to his second tenure in charge of the United States national team, man. Uh, uh, scrappy win in Austin against Trinidad and Tobago, 3-0. Yeah, you were at the game. And then the return yeah. leg in Trinidad where we lost. And you know what else? You know the last time we lost at that field? Yeah, when was it? When was it? Uh, sometime in 2017 when the yeah. United States... I think just, it was a big game too, right? Didn't we yeah. lost like a really big game and all we needed was a draw? Yeah, all we needed was a tie. What oh right. It was to go to the twenty eighteen World Cup. Yeah. But you know what? <sighs> it, it is what it is. But let's start with the first game. Okay. Three nil, the three nil win in Austin against Trinidad. Uh, you were there, so you can talk yeah. a little more about this. I watched barely any of it. It was so boring. Yeah. You know, like yeah. a lot of people are like <laughs> was, Yeah. 
like people are like, oh, I got to watch this game. And I, I was the same way. But once a game gets super, super like dragged out and long and boring and nothing exciting is happening, I can't watch it anymore. It was just embarrassing that we were even nil nil going to half. Yeah, no, I mean, you could definitely tell, like, exactly what the game plan was from Trinidad Tobago. It was just get 11 men behind the ball and, and defend. Uh, that was immediately what happened, and it, it was immediately a boring game. But after about 30, 35 minutes, um, Trinidad Tobago got a red card. And that just completely, you know, made them go, all right, 10 men behind the ball even more. <laughs> like, just, you know, point, uh, you know, make that point even larger. So... There was that, um, and then we first got our glimpse of a four-two-two-two position, which uh, I remember watching it in person, and I couldn't. I was like, "How is this a four-three-three?" Because I was so used to a four-three-three, mm. right? And then I see the players going into a four-two-two-two, and it was just the weirdest thing to me. Um, when I can see our fullbacks are trying to get high, the midfield isn't really a midfield. There's not the our only striker is Balo. Um, and so it was weird, but um, I think overall the stats kind of speak for themselves. Uh, we had 26 shots against Trinidad Tobago's one, and then we had 76 possession, 76 percent possession. Uh, it was just one of those games that we expected to win three nil. However, we didn't really win three nil as we expected it to. I think a lot of the, the shots were just kind of um, there were half-hearted chances. Um, of course, the goals were amazing. But um, it was just, it was not a great game. And when I was there, I expected a lot more from them, especially in Austin. So, from the, so obviously Balo started this game. And obviously him and Pepe are going to be having this rivalry together for X amount of time. However long their national team careers last and how their club form is going. But Balo got the start ahead of Pepe. Did Balo do anything like of importance during so, the entire game until the 80th minute like came around? So a lot of people are are like kind of dogging on Flo because a lot like you can compare Jesus Ferreira and you're like, well, why is Jesus Ferreira scoring so many goals against these Car Caribbean nations and then Flo can't really do anything or Balo? And so I think the the most important part that I like about Balo is that he takes away like three defenders. He'll drag in his space and then he'll take away three or two defenders. And I really like that about his game. However, we don't have an ambitious midfield to step in, step up in the final third to really try and create anything, which I feel mm -hmm. like would, would have really helped Christian Pulisic, you know, really spark things. Um, so I, I, I thought he had a good game. He drew some fouls. Um, he was a Christian Pulisic wasn't playing. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying if he was playing, it would have uh, been a great game for him to step up into that, into that, in those pockets of space, um, and, and possibly connect with, uh, Balo. Um, but I think that's what I really liked when Pepe came on. So Pepe comes on and just creates so much space and it's just a, like a one man, uh, on Pepe. And so across comes in, he does an amazing backheel goal, and everyone's like, oh, like, you know, Pepe, why isn't he starting or stuff like that? Um, and so I was really excited to see them both starting in Trinidad and Tobago, but things didn't exactly plan out how I thought they were going to go. Yeah, it was obviously not a good game overall, but, you know, I, it was questionable. Okay, let's see, look at who's playing up top. Okay, it's Malik Tillman and Kevin Paradis. Yep. That's an interesting, interesting start considering you have 
a few others on the bench. Um, I mean, I guess you really don't. Not many people. A lot of people are injured. Some people are out. I mean, well, our wings are not exactly uh, established, I guess you would say, in terms of the U.S., like the national team setup. I mean, you have Brendan Aronson, who I'll get well, to Well, I would say Tim Weah, but Tim Weah is just out. Yeah, Tim Weah is um, out. But, so look, but look, not going to lie, I was super excited to see Kevin Paredes and Malik oh, yeah. Tillman start. Uh, I expected a lot from Malik Tillman, maybe too much, but mm. Malik Tillman was <laughs> it was so bad. I was actually like kind of like upset because I was like, this dude's at PSV and he's creating almost nothing. And mm. it, it was it was it was kind of sad for me to see. I think Kevin Paredes kind of had the start um, or the debut that any other player usually has. Um, and nothing too creative um might might have felt a little bit nervous um he wasn't necessarily going at defenders maybe he did once or twice but other than that it was nothing too crazy he showed a lot of hard work but um everyone's gonna have hard work on the national team so um it wasn't anything impressive and i think it didn't really help flo's case um especially a two-man midfield in a 4 wasn't gonna help him either and i think we really you know, face the consequences in Trinidad Tobago as well for losing because of tactics, which I think fall under Greg Berhalter. Because there's oh, yeah. there's no excuse that we we come back um, six years later and we're still losing in Trinidad, or you know, not losing, but you know, not not getting the result we want. And I'm just kind of like, what's what's going? What's what's wrong when we right. have a better generation of players and we're still losing? Um, I think the only positive is that uh, Mexico lost 2-0 in Honduras. So I think a lot of the CONCACAF teams are getting better. But I also don't believe that we're getting weaker and we're, we're, we're getting stronger. So I don't really – I don't understand the correlation. I think we're just stagnant, really, because, like, yeah. think about it. Like, when we had BJ as our, as our coach, and I'll take Nations League because I think the Gold Cup was kind of just an eh you know tournament in terms of like quality and stuff like that we I mean we didn't have majority of the people who would actually be involved like obviously like in this lineup compared to the gold cup lineups and all that other stuff but under bj there was a lot more excitement there was a lot like players were able to play a lot more like christian pulisic for example was able to take players on he was more creative more free to express himself and i think under burhalter like it's just weird because like what's it called um if I remember correctly, is it from the yeah, it was from this game. It was Burhalter was getting on to McKenney about something, but Tim Ream came up as the leader that he is, and he said, No, like McKenney, like Weston's doing it right. So it seems from that clip, all right, it seems from that clip that players don't really get what Burhalter's trying to come across and like his instructions and tactics, or yeah. they just don't want to do what he's doing like i don't know there's obviously this is from like i said our podcast name is from the stands this is our view of things going on we don't know everything that's going on outside of the camp what the players are going through what their thoughts are but burhalter doesn't there's no like excitement when he whenever like when he's coaching there's no excitement yeah, it's, there. it's weird because i know you mentioned pulisic under bj callahan and he he has all this freedom right i think the funny part for me is that that's christian pulisic before ac milan that's, that's Christian Pulisic before he's scoring goals in the Champions League again with AC Milan. And for me, I'm just, I, I don't know where the disconnect 
comes and it, it feels like it just comes from Greg Berhalter because Pulisic has been around these guys for the longest time, especially from the youth national teams. So mm-hmm. for me, I just, I don't get why there's a sense of maybe um, Greg being too stern on his tactics. When he has players that are playing in the Champions League and are some of the most creative we've ever had. So yeah. it, it feels weird. That's is all I'm trying to say. Like, I guess, I guess today, I mean, Ballo scored a goal against PSG. He couldn't do that against Trinidad. I mean, it makes <laughs> yeah. you question some of the things that are going on inside of the United States, like the camp, like what is being told to these players for what them to do. Cause man, it's not exciting to watch them. I'll be honest. Like there's no, no excitement. It's not exciting to see them at all anymore. You know, and if this is our preparation for the Copa America next year, this is, it's awful. <laughs> So I guess, speaking of awful, we could go on to the next game in Trinidad, which we were winning. You know, it was 1-0. It wasn't pretty. I mean, we started off very, very well. We had lots of chances. Brendan Anderson screwed screwed most of them up. He had a terrible (laughs) day. You know, (laughs) his performance was probably one of the worst I've seen in a while from a a national team player. I can't remember the (laughs) last time. I'm surprised you're dogging on Aronson more than Serginio Des right now. Oh, we'll get to him. Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to him. But Brendan Anderson, man, he had a terrible day. You know, there was a yeah. couple of chances I think he should have put away. Um, but, uh, you know. I don't know. I feel like there's a reason why he's not playing as much club football anymore or soccer. I just feel like whenever he plays for a national team nowadays, there's not as much excitement about him anymore. I think he's, like, I don't want to say overrated, but ever since he moved to Leeds and didn't – I mean, he started – he started okay for Leeds whenever he first signed there. But after that, man, it was just a crap show. Maybe, maybe that was just because it was Leeds, but he got a fresh start in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And he's not even he's not taking the chances at all of you know being there. So it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough whole yeah. situation for him. Hopefully he finds his form because I think he has talent that he could produce for us. But I'm still waiting to see it. But like I said, the game started off terribly. It was not good at all. Um, we should have had a lot. We should have scored a lot more than you know we did. Yeah. And you know, finally, Anthony Robinson he scores for us at the 25th minute, and then after that, everything just goes to absolute shit. Like I'll be honest, like that's yeah. a harsh thing to say, but it goes to absolute crap. Yeah. You know, <laughs> especially when our best right back, probably our, the only right back i think we like have that's really good besides Scally, yeah. if you want to throw him in there i mean i think he's one of our best players honestly he is one of our best players man but listen this guy came from ix he went to <laughs> barcelona then he went to milan didn't do anything there got frozen out of the team in barcelona then he got his move to psv where he's been doing good and but you talk about all these places that he's been, and he hasn't developed like discipline or times like he just needs to shut his mouth. Because yeah. listen, the red card was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and like I've done a lot of stupid things in my soccer career. Obviously, you I have. Was, yeah, see, even you know, and <laughs> where I just need to shut my mouth. And I I don't know. It's just lack of discipline because the ball it wasn't out of bounds. I guess I don't know. But he overreacts. The referee gives him a yellow because he's talking talking crap to him. Then he blows him a kiss and he says some other words and then gets a red card. And everybody around him, Tim Reeves around him, and he's yelling at him. He's like, he's like, get off the field. You are like 
Like, this is bigger than what you are. You're playing for the national team. You're playing for the U.S. Like, it's more than you. This isn't about you. It's about the team. It's about the country. It's about doing well to go to the next round of the Nations League. Mm -hmm. And he he just loses his he loses his cool. Even yeah. Matt Turner was on his case. And in the post-game press conference, Robinson and Reem both both were talking about him. They said, like, mm. I don't remember exactly what was said, but it was on the lines of it, it was poor from him. Yeah. So I don't I mean, know. That's, that's expected from from everyone in the team. I think everyone knows Sergio Dis as a better as a better person um, than kind of what he showed on the field. Um, I mean, I agree with you that it's just a lack of professionalism. Everyone will agree with that and what he did, kicking the ball out of the stadium, blowing a blowing a kiss to the referee, point blank. Oh, yeah. You should just never do that. And if you're coming from Ajax, uh, PSV, uh, Barcelona, Milan, you just you just know you shouldn't do that. Of course, there are things you can say to the referee and probably get away with it because you're a professional. But at the end of the day, you just can't do that. Uh, and really, it kind of feels like you just let everyone down um, in a tough game. I think when Robertson scored the goal, it was it was honestly a sigh of relief. I was like, okay, well, at least we got a goal. We got something going for us. Uh, Aronson could <laughs> couldn't get the ball past the keeper by any means. He couldn't so, get it past the the right back at all. Yeah, he was yeah, getting so, dogged on the entire yeah. game. <laughs> so it, it felt like a sigh of relief, and then a few minutes later, you got Serginho Des booting the ball at the stadium. <laughs> so you just kind of like, well, it's only down from here. And then Trinidad and Tobago start start getting uh, some rhythm. They scored three minutes later. Yeah, and then uh, before you know it, you're on the ropes in Trinidad. Where historically, uh, well, considering where we came from six years ago, it's not, it doesn't look too pretty. And I think also with Greg putting us in a four-two-two-two again, and what, what the players seem like, players seem uncomfortable in it. Hmm. It just it wasn't it wasn't great to watch. So and yeah, a lot of fans were also questioning him bringing on Scally for Reina. I mean, obviously Scally, I think is the obvious choice to go to. We need to replace. Uh, we need a replacement on the fullback position. A lot of people are talking about Reyna. Reyna hasn't played for Dortmund yeah, a lot. He's this not season. playing. He's not playing. He's, he's been injured or he just hasn't been used. Like he hasn't played a lot of a lot of soccer. So I think that move makes sense. Obviously, like if Gio was fit and he took him off instead of Aronson at that time, yeah, that's a, that's a total whole different story to go to. But yeah, we go on to lose the game two to one, and it's not like we were trying to we were ahead of them in any any sense, like the first game. We no. were matched even, even <laughs> with them. Yeah. Ten shots for both teams, five on target for both teams. They had more possession than us. They also completed more. A little, I think they completed more in passes. I'm not sure. The stats are relevant. The fact is we lost to Trinidad in Trinidad. And for a team that wants to go and make a, like, make a statement to the world ahead of the World Cup that's coming up in 2026 and also the Copa America that's happening next year, this isn't a good look for us. No, and, and look, look, I agree. I just, I still can't believe we're ranked like number 11 in the world. Like, I just, I don't understand it. Like, how are we ranked number 11 in the world? I I am in complete, I, I, I don't agree with it at all. I, I, I think we should be more like 20, 25. Yeah. Uh, I, these are, I, I, I don't know. Um, I think our players are good enough, but I think when we start playing on the field, uh, we're just not we're not good enough. It's just the fact that I think we we went back a step. Like we like if when it, that yeah. whole thing happened with Burhalter and you know he contract didn't get extended and BJ Callahan took over. There was kind of a sense of like 
I don't know, positive energy, I guess, coming. That's like, what it felt like, honestly. It felt like hope. There was more hope with BJ playing. I mean, dude, we dusted Mexico. <laughs> we dusted Canada. And yeah. I don't know. It, it's weird. I wish we didn't, like, hire him back. Like, let's look at the women's national team. They hired a coach with a good resume. Mm-hmm. An actual yeah, good resume. like an actual good resume. As yeah. much as I don't watch them i I can't say anything really i don't watch the women's national team as much as i do i don't watch them at all i don't know why i'm trying to like (laughs) trying to hide it yeah Yeah. but they have a good coach they have a good coach who's done good stuff in the women's game yeah and for us we we get this guy who's managed columbus crew (laughs) like we can't go better than that at all like i I don't know we have we've yet to have a really good coach i think in our history Besides, arguably, arguably, Bruce Arena, arguably. Bob Bradley, arguably. Oh, hell no. Not Bob Bradley. (laughs) But, yeah, we're ranked 11th in the world over, I mean, Mexico's at 12. I don't know. We're better than Germany, apparently. Yeah, I I don't agree with that at all. I I don't Um, know. Actually, no, I agree with that. Germany sucks. Well, well, look, moving forward, we're we're supposed to play uh, Jamaica next and uh, Arlington, Texas. That's going to be a good game. And I, yeah, we and Alex will be at that game, hopefully, as long as everything works out the way it's supposed to. Jamaica's not bad, okay? Everybody thinks that they are like, eh, but they keep recruiting all of these guys who have dual national, like like two passports or whatever it is. yeah. Yeah, dual nationals. Man, they're they're getting Premier League players. They're getting like they're getting decent guys. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a tough game, yeah, I, especially because they that. beat Canada on the two two legs. Yeah, Canada, you're not the big boys of Concacaf. You had a one good run to the World Cup and you did nothing in there. So that's all I'll say about that. Canada, you suck. But <laughs> moving on from the national team, let's let's get into let's get into the MLS, the, the pride and joy of American soccer. Look, let's start with FC Dallas, man. No better Uh-oh. start than FC Dallas. So, Go ahead, man. You know how was your season? Uh, you you did great against the the Sounders, right? That that was, that was a good good playoff series. Um, yeah. So the MLS they decided to have this stupid, uh, you know, three game series. Oh, you're that, blaming it on the league? No, I'm not blaming it on the league. I'm just I'm just pointing out the the stupidness okay. of the of the whole thing. Like, there's a three game series. There's a three game series. Okay, we lost at home, or no, lost away at Seattle. Then we won at home the second the second game, and then we lost it. We didn't have Hazers for air. It was just stagnant, stagnant performance all around. And we got knocked out. But considering the fact that Velasco tore his ACL, we've dealt with injuries all season. I would say it's okay. I mean, this team doesn't show enough ambition as it is. So to get that far, I guess was okay. I mean. <laughs> It is what it is, but you yeah. know, I I'm not hopeful. Apparently, Nico Estevez is staying next season. Um, but if we don't invest more and take advantage of the new salary cap that's coming, which is a lot more than mm-hmm. it has been, I think it's like a million more. So I guess not that much, but and four designated player spots. I was gonna oof. say, man, you get another DP, dude. We get another who, DP. Who are I, your I DPs again? Uh, Jesus, Jesus from Velasco. I Not my boss. Mm. Oh, because he was a backup, right? No. 
Oh, he's, sorry. we signed him on loan, then we signed him for like a million dollars, which is crazy to me that we even signed a guy for that much. But no, we don't not like that. We I think we have two open designated player spots. I'm interested to see what we do in the offseason. Uh, considering like a lot of guys are just they're not doing what they were doing. Like in Z, uh in Sabalang, I think he's gone. I mean he's 26. He's not showing any signs of improvement. He lost the confidence of Nico Estevez later in the season. Uh Paul Ariola started to pick his game up a little bit. Um then the man Sebastian Legit, man. If he can if he can get Becky G back, he can do anything, man. Yes he can. Yes he can. Yes, he Amen. can. So he can come back. Uh Yara <laughs> Mendy was probably one of the best signings that we've had in a long time, man. I don't like I get that he's old, but dude, the impact that he had coming into our season that the way it was was just was just crazy to me. Like just I don't know. We haven't had a decent midfielder who's just running things. Wait, who was the player time. that uh pulled out of a fifty fifty tackle in the Sounders game? The the last game at Seattle. Everyone was talking about I don't know. Cut him. I don't know who it is, but cut him. Um, oh. <laughs> I think. Pretty sure it was a bar. <laughs> I don't think it was him. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of players that, honestly, I think need to go. And we'll see what happens. I mean, Paxson's going to stay, obviously. Uh, Jesus Ferreira, I don't know if he's going to. Uh, there's a rumor to be interested in him, man. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. But, yeah, we have him. We have Velasco, who's still going to be injured. We have Giovanni Jesus, who tore his ACL as well. Jesus. And we had a lot of, lot of injuries this season. So I'm interested to see what we do next season. I don't think it's going to be that that impressive because it's FC Dallas. We have no ambition. Our owners suck. Um, well, look, man, you finished on top of Austin this season. You made it to the playoffs. That's all you can everybody, ask for with all the injuries everybody you finished, had, right? Everybody finished above, uh, above Austin. So that's fair. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's yeah, true. but a lot of stories happened this season in the MLS. I mean, Cincinnati won the Supporters Shield. They've had a great year. LA they knocked yeah. LAFC off. LAFC still good. So we're we're gonna see that tomorrow, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, when they play. Um, who else has just been Miami? Dude. Oh, yeah, that could, was that was amazing to watch. That was amazing to watch in person watching Miami choke a final and uh against yeah, Houston at home uh, without Messi. Yep. That was, it was amazing. It was amazing to see how plastic that fan base is. Oh yeah. Even when they didn't when they like I forgot what game it was, but they said that Messi wasn't going to play and man, the stands were just empty. I was <laughs> like, "Oh, that's crazy." Miami has the most plastic fan base in the league. They're just there because Messi's there. They're yeah. like they have Jordi Alba. They have Busquets. They're getting Suarez. Like the, but I guess the positive thing to come out of Inter Miami still sucking and getting all these players is that the rules are changing in the MLS, which I think just can only benefit the league in the long in the long run. Yeah. In turn, like everybody has another designated player spot. They have more money to work with. Um, it's just the fact that teams need to take advantage of these these rule changes that are coming because Messi decided to come to Miami. Um. um. I did. I did want to mention one thing. I know uh, earlier in the season, you 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 did a repost of Peter Vermees saying how uh, you you don't really have to start the season off well to to get into playoffs and everything. Nope. And uh, it's I I remembered it as soon as Kansas City beat um, St. Louis and are now facing the Houston Dynamo. Think uh, about it, Kansas. It was, yeah. they were at the bottom. At the they beginning were literally of the rock bottom. 
the worst team. Everyone was laughing at them. And then they go on to be St. Louis. <laughs> the, number, the number one like, yeah. team in the Western Conference. I think, so. every, I think everyone was like, you know what? I do not want to play St. Louis at all. And then Kansas City just goes and beats them like 7-2 on aggregate. Them. Yeah, so I'm insane. not surprised by it. I mean, St. Louis, like, I'll give them props. I thought it was a dumb, dumb franchise. Another dumb oh, franchise. Oh, me too. Yeah. Besides Charlotte. But, man, they're... Got dog food written all over their shirts. Perina. <laughs> I hate that. I hated that they have that's their sponsor. But yeah. yeah, they came out. Nobody expected it. They got the win against Austin, who was in the Western Conference final last year. They stayed first the entire season. And man, their stadium, their fans, like they really they really good. showed out. They really it's a good out. atmosphere to play at. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, from the 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 games I watched, obviously I haven't I don't think I'm ever gonna go to St. Louis oh, to we go. Oh, you know, I'd be down to do it one time, but <laughs> That's How the only do you want to go to Detroit and then not want to go to St. Louis? No. Bro, Detroit is Detroit. Detroit's got cool stuff, man. All right. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. But St. Louis, they're doing big things. So we'll see what they do next season. Roman Berkey yep. winning player or uh, goalkeeper of the year, which mm-hmm. I think uh I think is deserved. I'll say that. I mean, man, the impact that having a designated player as a goalkeeper, hmm. Very yeah, interesting. He, yeah. He yeah, he, no other he teams want to do that. No other teams want to spend or uh, give a give up a designated player spot to to a goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and I'm glad St. Louis took a chance on that because I mean it worked out. They they were finished top of the Western Conference. They made mm-hmm. it de- decently far, considering everything. But man, Kansas they they won that rivalry. That's for that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, what about um, Houston, man? You won a trophy this season. Who would have thought you beat well, Miami, the super team? Yeah, man. Uh, after finishing rock bottom for like five years straight, we uh, we won a trophy this year. Yeah, um, actually can't believe it, uh, considering <laughs> our past. Um, but uh, yeah, it was crazy. I remember uh, booking my tickets to go to Miami, and then being in Miami and seeing how plastic the fan base was. It was amazing. I could literally sit um, and like just scream and shout with my Dynamo jersey on and no Miami fan will say anything while we're winning. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like I'm literally supporting my my team in a final um, without anyone saying anything. And I can just freely like look at these people and be like, yeah, <laughs> this, this is great. See, yeah, I think that's like, you could go to certain places. Like if you went to LA and you went to LA. So if I went to LAFC. And you wear yeah, a Galaxy I, jersey. Yeah. People give you crap for it. Mm-hmm. If you go to St. Louis or Kansas and you wore the opposite team's jersey, they give you crap for it too. But Miami, nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's just a plastic, yeah. plastic <laughs> fan base uh, that are only there to see one guy. Because look at the attendance numbers beforehand. Mm-hmm. When their best player, who's Gonzalo Higuain, was their their star forward at the time. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave a crap about them. No one still gives a crap about them. Like yep. even though they they're not even exciting to watch. No. And yeah, you know that. What did they do in the league? The league's cup final. Ooh, the league's cup. Like nobody gives a crap about that tournament, and everybody's like, "Oh, you just salty that you got knocked out." I don't care. It was a dumb tournament. <laughs> yeah. But after that, man, the MLS they didn't do anything in the MLS. They still finished near the bottom. I mean, mm-hmm. what did they win? A couple of games. It wasn't impressive. Yeah, man, at all. still finished fourteenth. So fourteenth out of fifteenth. But I don't know. Miami, we'll see what they do next season. You you guys are what do you guys play? I don't even know. 
Yeah, uh, we're gonna play. Um, holy crap, we're gonna play uh, Kansas City in the in the MLS playoffs and all that sort of stuff. So, you uh, hopeful? I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared. You scared? Hey, man, a lot of, a lot of things can happen. Let's be honest. <laughs> So your next game is against Kansas City. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, man. Um, I don't. I'm not confident, man. Uh, I'm just gonna be honest, bro. Like considering Kansas City's form against St. Louis, um, I consider the Dynamo to be somewhat similar to St. Louis, um, due to the fact that they were very possession based, um, like in the build up, um, maybe doing some long balls, which we can get from Hector Herrera. Um, however, I think Sporting Kansas City is a very great team at counterattacking. And with us not being good at counterattacking at all, I'm not confident. So, uh, of course, we were playing at home, in which we're a very strong home team. The only reason why we probably made the playoffs is because of home advantage. Um, we, I think we got three points from almost every single home game besides, like, a game for the Sounders and maybe a couple draws. Um... But other than that, uh, Kansas City is still a strong team and can still be strong on the road. And we have a history of playing Kansas City and not being very good either. So I think anything can happen on Sunday. I'm just hoping as long as we win, uh, we, we play LAFC and we don't play Seattle. I think if we go to Seattle, we're, we're screwed. So Really? Yeah. Uh, LAFC, we, we played LAFC like three, twice or three times this season, and we won all of them. So I'm actually pretty confident if we play LAFC, and I feel like we'd have hope. But other than that, can't, I'm just fair. glad we're, we're, we're hosting Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, you're playing at home. I mean, you guys' attendance is questionable. But hopefully, it's questionable, yeah. Hopefully, somehow, some way, you guys can get people in the stands. Then, of course, you can go from there. I think, y'all, I think you guys will win. Uh, but it's really the question of if you guys do win, who you guys play next. Yep. That's, that, that, that's that's my that's my biggest concern because of yeah. course it, it's a conference final and it's either seattle or lafc who are you picking to play in a final are you are you playing seattle at lowman field or are you playing lafc at uh was it bank stadium i forgot what it's called i think it changed the I, name i don't know like like i i'm i'm betting over lafc man i am not going to lumen field in a final in this in december conference final in december man that's that's basically basically an mls final right there yeah, um, and who wants to go to seattle you know <laughs> i think seattle is nice um but that atmosphere yeah. how cold it's gonna be i i would drink i would dread that so you'd rather go back to la i'd rather go back to la and bet on us winning that game in la that's fair. Yeah. You're still fine. I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of Kansas City games this year. I mean, I don't think I've watched one. But I don't know. I feel like you guys will somehow, some way pull through. Because looking at some of the games, like you guys' game against Salt Lake, you guys just – you somehow won. You found a way to win, even in penalties. I mean, Diego Luna didn't help his case when he missed. But <laughs> Well, I mean, the same thing happened to us. Like, I'm, I'm actually just praying we don't go to penalties because – We've scuffed every penalty that our penalty shootout. Um, besides when we played um, in the in the Lamar Hunt uh, trophy, but other than that, like we we we've been scuffing our penalties. Um, so I'm not confident about that if we go to penalties. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I think Kansas City is going to feel very confident because they're on a five game winning streak. 
and they 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 look strong. They look strong. Uh, the only thing I'm really banking on is Hector Herrera showing some uh, leadership. And I'm just hoping our young players perform and they just go out with everything they got. So, but like I said, uh, even if we were to go all the way to the final, if hypothetically, um, Mm. (laughs) I I really don't want to play Orlando or Cincinnati either way. I think Philadelphia and Columbus, I might take Columbus still looks strong as well. But dude, I mean Cincinnati and Orlando look look strong. So I Who would have thought even... Orlando, man? Like that's just a, yeah. a team yeah. that's been terrible. I mean, they did win a trophy last year, but other than that, man, they've never been a real exciting team to to watch or support from what I've seen. I mean, Orlando, we went to Orlando. I like yeah. Orlando. Orlando's a cool little city, and there's mm-hmm. flags every there's Orlando City flags everywhere. So they have a good support behind them but the team they just don't they don't perform the way that you would think they would um considering the fan base and some of the names that they brought over mm-hmm. i mean i mean there's only a couple I mean, of they, notable they've names been doing a good job though like if they're for what they've been doing this season they've been doing a good job mm. you know so and considering the way they handled miami uh when messi was playing I, that's what makes me even more nervous because I don't think we could have done it in Miami playing against Messi. And they were able to cope with Messi on those nights, um, which made them really exciting games, but also makes them a tougher team. So for me, I'm just kind of like, I'm not excited to play Orlando. I'm not excited to play against Cincinnati at TQ, TQL. So <laughs> like, I feel like for us, it's just uh, now it's an uphill battle. It was salt lake before and i was like all right fine it's just salt lake even though they're still a strong team uh, mm-hmm. but they barely had um arongo playing because he was out injured with a ham with a hamstring injury so really it's just an uphill battle against a strong kc uh very strong seattle sounders maybe lafc and then, <laughs> then you just gamble against orlando and fc cincinnati so i'm just kind of like all right we'll see what happens <laughs> I see Orlando and Cincinnati playing in the Eastern Conference final, but the real thing is the Western. I mean, I think you guys pull through. I think LA, I don't know, they're LAFC is playing away. So I think yeah. Seattle, Seattle has a strong chance, a really yeah, strong chance. Strong, and, yeah, they do. But LAFC with Danny Buonga, you just never know. You never LAFC, know. LAFC, man, they're just, they're just so good when it comes to the playoffs. Like they're going to be in this position. For a long time, they have good management, the good coaches, good scouting department. I'll say that. Yep. They have a really good scouting department signing all these guys. And yeah, they're they're like whenever Miami came into the picture, everybody's like, okay, LAFC's no longer the you know, the staple of the league. They're not this, mm-hmm. they're not that. But I think they I think they still are. I think they they're still, still are the best team in the MLS, arguably, ahead yeah. of I think they're better than Cincinnati. I'm just waiting to Look, see. Look, man, I, I feel like the thing what happened with LAFC this season was they were playing in um, the CONCACAF Champions League. Oh, yeah. And they, got, they were getting screwed left and right. They were playing a game like every three days for like two months straight. And I was just like, that was in the middle of summer. Playing against mm-hmm. Leon and all those teams, uh, Ticares. And I'm just like, dude, they of course they were going to drop points. Everyone should have expected them to drop points. Uh, Seattle wasn't doing very well in the beginning of the season. They still climbed up to second. Um, and the Eastern Conference, Orlando and Cincinnati didn't really have anything going for themselves. So they just focused on the league. 
But that was the thing with LAFC was that they were so competitive in all these different leagues or tournaments that they just didn't, they, they were just bound to lose points somewhere. And so if they were to, to have won the CONCACAF Champions League, this is a completely different LAFC we're talking about saying that they have a trophy under their belt and that they, they can win something this year, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, LAFCs, they've gone through struggles. And this is another thing that MLS needs to work out is how much roster space that teams are allowed to have because the, the limited number is just not enough. Like, if LAFC had a lot more people that they could, you know, depend on, a lot more people that they could put in their lineups whenever t players are lacking fitness or they're injured or anything like that, we'd be talking about arguably one of the best MLS sides ever, in mm -hmm. my opinion, because they're going to go, they won the MLS Cup. They were going to more than likely go on to win the Champions League. And then I was really excited to see them in the Club World Cup. But I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see and see what happens from this whole mix. I mean, mm -hmm. there's this four games going on this weekend. Well, look, so. I, I don't know, man. I feel like the, the thing about the playoffs is that this this season, it doesn't feel as exciting. No. I feel like in previous seasons, it was a lot more exciting. And I think I don't know if you have been seeing them, but a lot of people on Twitter are just saying how like they they haven't been watching the playoffs just because who wants to see the same like all like twelve teams playing against each other for three games straight? It doesn't help either. Is that the schedule is so spaced out? Yeah. I mean, we haven't had a actual MLS game in more than a week, maybe or yeah. whatever. It I mean, is. it's like been a couple of weeks as well because we just had the international break. Uh, and now we're just going into the semifinals of each conference. And it's just kind of like, well, it's just dragging out for so long. Yeah, so I don't know. MLS needs to work on this, that whole situation next year. But Orlando over Columbus tomorrow and Cincinnati and Philly. And then on Sunday, you got Houston and Kansas and then Seattle and LAFC. It's going to be a it's going to be good games. I'll probably tune into the Cincinnati versus Philly one. Orlando, I can only see one one thing coming out. Maybe Columbus will surprise me. But other than that, I mean, I think overall in the end, more than likely, it's – I don't want to dog on – actually, I am going to dog on you. You're my Go rival. Ahead. Go ahead. But I don't see Houston going all the way to the final. I yeah. think if Seattle ends up winning against LAFC, you guys are going to have a very, very, very tough time. Yeah, we've lost both games at Seattle, so I'm not even worried about it. And then Cincinnati, who I see coming out victorious and going to all the way to the MLS Cup final, I think it's going to be them over anybody else. Just depending on what's going on, because I think they're going to host either way, like if they make it yeah. to the final, because they're yeah. the highest seat. So Cincinnati, it's going to be cold. Their stands are going to be packed. Man, yeah, that's, that'll, that's gonna, that'll be a hard game. That's going to be a good game to watch, and – I guess the only real team that's going to be acclimated in some ways to that would be Seattle due to mm -hmm. the cold weather there. But I don't know. We're going to see. It's going to be exciting. Um, but like I said, man, there's a lot of things that could happen and a lot of storylines that could just emerge out of anywhere. Mm -hmm. So Look, now that we're finishing on MOS, um, I have a question for you. Do, you. do you have any players that you've been you've been watching recently and you're like, oh, this is a good player? Or anything like that, any young player, no, just anything like you've been watching a player like like a, you know, MLS, uh, you, the national team. You're like, oh, like this player surprised you recently? No, no, fair <laughs> enough. I can't say there is because just <laughs> man, MLS is eh when it comes yeah. to like there's young players that you could argue. I mean, 
Miami. I, the 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 guy Kermesh. How do you say Kermoski? Kermoski. Kermoski. Yeah. Probably butchered that one, but we'll see. Kermoski. He's good. I think he has a really good future. Um, I would say it too. I mean, I guess another positive from Messi coming is that a lot of MLS players are getting a bigger look. Like yeah. Robert Taylor, for he's Finland. I don't know if he's always been he in the setup. Yeah, I, well, I was saying I don't know if he's always been in their setup. Yeah, exactly. But man, I've never heard of him once. No, well, he was always game. on the bench, and then uh, I don't know who got injured, uh, and then he just came on, started performing well, and everyone was like, "Okay, well, just, let's just get him in." So yeah, so him play to him. So him and the young 18-year-old, they've been super exciting to watch. Uh man, I don't know. This has been a lot of lot of players that are gonna probably emerge and probably be gone by next year. I could say uh Acosta for Cincinnati. I mean, we've always known he's been good, but I don't know what his future looks like. Maybe he wants to switch to the US national team. I've heard that, but I don't know how mm-hmm. he, exactly he would fit in to uh to our whole setup and even if he would get in i mean greg loves mls players so we'll probably see about that wait hold on i i did want to ask you a question what, so 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 you're you as an fc dallas fan you wouldn't mind maxi rudy coming back to your club from austin no we we oh. have i say this and i say this because he used to play for us and he was super good for us He's one of our top scorers of all time. I mean, there's not a lot of players that are up there. Like, <laughs> players don't stay long enough to be in that mix, but he did. Yeah. I mean, man, that team with Mauro Diaz, him, and when we had Matt Hedges as well, like, oh, it was so good. And our striker situation is not good. We only have Jesus Ferreira. That Jesus Jimenez guy, he never – I can't say that he was good because he never really got a fair chance to be like show his impact because whenever we brought him on it would be just late in the game and i've said this before about many players is that it's hard to get yourself established in the game unless i don't know maybe it's a psychological thing or anything like that but if a player always sits on the bench and never comes off usually or he comes off when there's like a minute or two left in the game what do you expect him to do so i don't think we've given him a lot i mean we're paying him a crap ton of money just to sit sit on the bench all right Mm -hmm. We're paying a lot of money for him just to do that. So if we could get Maxi Rudy or, man, I even thought about this in my head. I didn't even tweet it, but Josef Martinez is on the market. He's on the market. And if we have another designated player spot, I would not mind at all if we use that on him. But, geez, I don't know. Hey, man, man. fair enough. I mean, I was going to say that's a risk, but, I mean, still considering his background, you never know with him. What about Chicharito to Houston? Yeah, man. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm really crossing my fingers for uh, Irving Lozano to come to Houston. That, that would be, that would be something. That would nah, be crazy. He's gonna, he's gonna go to Galaxy, man. You know it. I mean, it's. You never know, gonna... man. We got Hector Herrera, you know, the captain of Mexico, talking to these players. So, I feel like he could definitely have a word in. Uh, I don't. I think if, however, however we do in the MLS Cup, I think we could really persuade some players to come. Um, if we open up a couple of DP spots, so you, who I are your like DPs besides that. Herrera? So we have Herrera, and then we have Teenage Hadebi, in which he's our he's one of our center backs. And he uh, recently got into uh, well, he broke his leg essentially. Oh damn! Yeah, so uh, he's been he has been coming off the bench. 
Uh, but he hasn't been performing well. Um, and then we also have Sebas Ferreira, who's one of our forwards, but uh, Ben Olsen didn't like him, so he sent him out on loan in Paraguay. And uh, I'm hoping that he gets bought over there. So uh, You can only hope, because that other Sebastian guy is not exactly uh, – is he even good? Like – he, so was, he was our top goal scorer last season, but I mean, no, I'm talking about the new guy, the Polish guy. Oh yeah, yes, yes. We, he's he's honestly good. I just don't. I think he just came so late in the season that he hasn't really had like a a chance to really prove himself. And we've also been, uh, you know, playing playing with the same squad so much because I think Ben Olsen really likes the chemistry that everyone has. So mm -hmm. he hasn't really had the chance to really break into the team as well. I mean, what a season for. Ben Olsen, man. Yeah, like, I mean, let's talk about Ben Olsen for a second, man. I think myself, I was like, I was severely doubting him. I was like, what do you mean we hired Ben Olsen? Like, oh, yeah. After everything that happened at DC United, I was super concerned. I was like, well, this is another throwaway season. Next thing you know, he's winning a trophy in Miami. And he's taking us to, uh, through the playoffs when we finished 14th last season. So at the man, end of the day, I, I, you've had a, one of the longest playoff droughts in yeah. league history, too. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, like, for me, I'm just like, you know what? Give him all of his credit. I don't think every, anyone, maybe some people were expecting it, but my myself, I, I really wasn't. I was expecting the bare minimum with him. I think it also helped that the club invested in him. They all trusted him as well, and it, it shows what happens when you invest in a coach that uh, your team can go somewhere. Yep, so we'll I wish that happened. Long it lasts. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. see how long it lasts, though. I wish I had that at FC Dallas, man, but – yeah, like I said, a lot of playoff games going on this weekend. National team, they need to figure their crap out whenever they return uh, next year and we go see them in Arlington. Hopefully it's a win because, uh, yeah, Jamaica yeah, is If we not get bad. knocked out in Dallas, I'm going to be pissed. I'm gonna be oh, yeah. Pissed, well, you're going to be knocked out in Arlington, man. Yeah. Arlington. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's a difference. There's a difference there. But anyway, guys, this has been from the Stands podcast. Hopefully, we're back to our regularly scheduled podcast, our episodes, man. Because man, we took so long off. I mean, July. Dude, we just been we just been busy though. It's so School. busy. There's been no time to even just sit down and talk about ideas to talk like do you. I mean, we'll catch the games, but we don't have time to. We didn't have time to just actually sit down, sit down talk to each like an hour talk and to each other. and just talk right unravel everything that's gone on our thoughts and feelings towards everything but we're gonna try we're gonna try we're always acting on twitter at the stands pod if you ever want to hit us up uh we're trying to stay our, uh we're trying to keep being active on there as much as we can i mean we're on there a decent amount so i'd say mm -hmm. that so yeah listen to us wherever you guys get your podcast but like i said guys it's been from the stands and we should catch you guys next time see ya or iconic bro now see ya iconic. i bet you're waiting for it i was how do i stop <laughs> this it's been so long